0: Hello and welcome. This is Nadia with Art of Sia. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Welcome back. If you are a repeat listener, I value your support. If this is your first time, thank you for joining me today. I am in a current series called The Fives. And today I'm going to wrap it up. So we all started out with my own personal five important relationship, healthy behaviors, communication, commitment, respect, shared financial goals, and making sure that you stay connected. After that, we discussed the five relationship A's, acceptance, approval, affection, appreciation, and attention. We moved on to the five relationship seeds, which were compassion, curiosity, commonality, compromise, and compatibility. Today, we are going to end the series with five toxic relationship behaviors that you need to watch out for. Remember, Art of Sia focuses on three key ideas seed planting, recognizing illusions, and acts of kindness, begin to tune into these so that you can change your perception in order to change your situation. Let's get started. Keeping score. Tit or tat. I know you've heard it. And if you're in a toxic relationship, if you are having difficulties finding happiness I bet you're doing it. Are you finding yourself keeping score? You're only doing what has been done to you. You are only giving as much of an effort as that in which you have received. So In relationships, we always talk about it's a give and take, and many married couples will tell you that it is not 50-50. So if you are in a relationship that is focusing on keeping score, you make sure it is 50-50. And if it is not 50-50, you're going to withhold things in order to make sure that you're not giving more than what you are receiving. So for instance, let's just say he did not take out the garbage. You're not going to fold his laundry. He didn't come home at a reasonable hour. You're not going to cook dinner. It goes on and on and on. He hurt your feelings by not saying thank you. Will you make sure that you do the same? Those are very, very superficial examples, but I need you to dig deeper into your own relationship. What is it that you are doing or only did because he did something to you? I know it is there. I kind of also feel that tit for tat has the, the space for you requiring your spouse to make you happy. I feel like that kind of falls into that category. Your spouse cannot make you happy. You must make yourself happy. He does not have the the ability to do that. He's worried about making himself happy. You need to be worried about making yourself happy. And then these two happy people come together. So now, if he didn't make you happy on this one instance, you know, it was your birthday and you didn't get what you wanted and now he didn't make you happy. So now you have an attitude on your birthday and you're going to withhold sex because you didn't get happy. All of these things are kind of like entwined, right? So are you using sex as a weapon? Now, I want you to think about this here for a second because um, sex is, is huge in a marriage. When you took your vow... You vowed to only be with that man and he vowed to only be with you until death, right? So now it's just you and him. We are sexual beings, we need sex and you use it as a weapon. You deny him when it is convenient for you, you give it to him when it is convenient for you but remember, he's only supposed to get it from you because you're his wife. He's not supposed to go anywhere else to get it, but you don't give it to him. Why should he be bound to getting it from you if you're not giving it? I don't understand this concept and this logic. So if you're saying no over and over and over again, to sex, to something that is natural, to something that you vowed to have only with your spouse, that is toxic. Because sooner or later, the other person is going to go get that from someone else. Now, Ladies, this isn't just for you, this is for your husband too. Your husband might not be giving it to you, and you're gonna look up one day and be like, I look good, I don't need to be sitting around waiting on him. I'm gonna go get me some. Shoot, it's toxic. So, we're nipping this stuff in the bud before it becomes a problem, right? This is a toxic behavior if you're using sex as a weapon, you're saying no. You're denying it when someone comes to you. This is tit for tat even. It can come and you didn't come home in, at the right hour, right? It's 2 a.m. And now, you know, he's been out at the club. He's drunk. He comes home and he wants to have sex with you. And you were mad because he wasn't home by midnight. So now you don't give it to him. Well, you know what? Next time he might not come home. I'm just saying you better start thinking about this type stuff. Okay? Because it happens all the time. playing the blame game. You're afraid to take accountability. When you sit back and you've done something wrong, if you don't apologize for that, that's on you. The faster you apologize, the faster you can move on and get past this hurdle because no one wants be made to look like they're the problem in the relationship. And if you know good and well that the issue at hand is your fault, you need to take accountability for that and to apologize in a timely manner. But if you're playing the blame game, this is what it looks like. He comes home from work and there's no dinner on the table. You know good and well that you're supposed to be cooking. But instead of saying, my bad, I'm not cooking today, or my bad, apology, up front, I ran out of time and I forgot to go to the store, or I forgot I didn't have chicken breast unthawed. You turn it around on him and say, I didn't know you were going to be home on time. You're typically never home on time, so that's why I didn't cook. Instead of just apologizing, you're turning around, you're flipping the script. So now he's looking at it like, I'm supposed to be coming home. I come home on time so that I can see you, to be with you, to spend time with you, to get a home-cooked meal. And the first thing that I get is I don't get the home-cooked meal. And you're blaming it on me because you didn't know that I was going to be here on time because of past behaviors. So if in fact, that is an issue, he's trying to work on it by coming home. And then what do you do? You slap him in the face with, oh, well, I fell short of my obligation. And now I'm going to turn it around on you. Disaster. Take accountability. Apologize quickly. It will be received and appreciated. That will give you the opportunity to move on to the next hurdle, because I'm sure y'all got a lot of them if you win this toxic relationship. If you're playing the blame game, two weeks from now, we realize that he said something that manifested to be truth, that turned out to be correct, and y'all were in an argument about it. And now the truth, you know, is in front of you and he's sitting over here waiting for some type of praise or some type of acknowledgement of the conversation and of the fact that he was right. <laughs> People like to be told that they're right, but you don't want to tell him you're, he's right because you don't take accountability and you don't want to be wrong that's the problem. You got to nip that shit in the bud. Acknowledge it and accept it as truth. So if it was in fact truthful, you need to go back in and to do a self-reflection on number one, why did you challenge him so much? Was there another way that you could have looked at it? And now that it has become truth, maybe you should go back and revisit the way that you did look at it because maybe you were not looking at it. From the proper perspective. Okay? What about being dishonest? Are you lying to your spouse? Are you being lied to? This is toxic. If you cannot be honest, why are you even in this relationship? This is probably something within yourself to where maybe you feel like your truth isn't good enough. And so now you're going to start lying about it so that you can feel better about yourself or try to belittle him and to make him feel worse. So let's say like if he gets caught cheating, okay? And now all of a sudden you're cheating on him too, but you know good and well you're not. Why are you bringing that into the marriage? Speak your truth. No, I'm not doing it. And I expect more from you. Let's talk about why you're stepping out versus I'm doing it right back at you. That right there is tit for tat. The lying piece is tit for tat. Oh, since you're cheating on me, whether I am or not, I'm going to lie about it and make you think that I'm also cheating on you so that I can get a reaction from you so that I can hurt you the way that you just hurt me. It's toxic. So either y'all are going to come together and love each other or y'all need to try to reevaluate your marriage because maybe this is not the person for you. Again, remember, I don't know who it is y'all married. I have no idea. But you really need to sit back and start to think about if you are exhibiting some of these, one of these, all of these toxic relationship behaviors, you need to sit back and to think if you are really in it for the right reasons let's go ahead and take a water break so this here is a chilled pinot noir i'm gonna be honest with you this is not the bottle that is sitting in front of me i left the bottle in the kitchen it's a typical pinot noir it's got a little sweetness to me it's not too dry medium-bodied um It's good. It's chilled. I don't know if you chill your reds. I typically don't, but one of my girlfriends does, and my husband doesn't like red wine. He says it's dry and it makes like the the roof of his mouth dry. And so last night I had a bottle chilling, and I hadn't tasted it. And he says, oh, this actually does take some of the dryness out of it. So if maybe you're not a red wine person, maybe you should try chilling it. True story. I had it chilling because I wanted to do a red wine spritzer and I mixed it with ginger ale. Don't know if you've ever done that. I definitely would not recommend doing it with an expensive bottle of wine. Very similar to like a mimosa. You're not going to go out and mix a mimosa with a $200 bottle of champagne. Well, Maybe you will, but I would suggest you do it with something cheaper. And it gave it, you know, almost looks like a sangria kind of flavor to it. It was the first time I had ever done it, but I wanted to to sip all day. And I'm kind of like a two glass girl, so I knew that that was not going to work out. So, try something different sometimes if you are kind of just stuck in the same routine, or maybe you had a wine and you didn't really like it that much, but you don't want to throw it away. Add a little ginger ale, a little um, soda water to it, some Sprite even, and you know, make it last so that you're not throwing your money down the drain. Just a little hint. All right, let's get back into it. So before the break, we talked about keeping score. We talked about the blame game, using sex as a weapon, and dishonesty. One of the last things that I want to discuss has to do with having all the focus on your spouse. When we get into these relationships, ladies, I feel like a lot of times we are so consumed with our significant others that we end up losing ourselves. We have this huge desire to be loved, to be seen, to be appreciated. And sometimes we latch on to these men and before you know it, you look up and you've lost your own identity. Your friends are his friends or the wives of his friends. You finding out that you're not really speaking up anymore because you maybe want to avoid conflict. Because if you speak up against your adversities, he might get upset with you and leave you. Or at least if you're upset, you know, you've know you got that little stress and that conflict within the relationship that you might not want at the moment. And so you just decide that you're not going to speak your peace. It's a whole lot easier to keep peace in your house if you just shut up and don't say anything. It's easier, but it's toxic. All that's going to do is mount on top of your shoulders and then you're gonna burst. It's gonna explode and that ain't good because no one wants to feel like they've been hit with a ton of bricks. If you've not communicating your needs, your wants and desires and the things that you don't want, how Is he supposed to know? He doesn't know. He's not a mind reader, and you're not saying anything. So, obviously, the things that he's doing are okay. So, why would he change his behavior? Speak up. It's okay. Remember, this is your husband. You married this person. Y'all are in it for the long haul. Are you overly submissive? You know, I don't, you know, if you go back to the Bible, you know, it says that we should. Submit to our husbands. And yeah, that, I do believe that a little bit. Um, but even in the Bible, it says only if he is a God fearing man are you to submit to him. So if that is the case, then of course this would not be a toxic characteristic. However, if you are submitting to someone who is not on the correct path, that is a toxic behavior because again, You can't be led down a wrong path by a man that you're supposed to be married to. Some of these things are going to go back to when you first started dating and now you look up and it's been five years and you're still dating the same person because maybe you never spoke up because you wanted to avoid conflict. Maybe you got pregnant and now y'all are together and the next thing to do is to get married because you've been together for I don't know, five, six years, whatever the time frame is. But all along, you've had signs that this wasn't your partner, that this person is probably not the best suited for you, but you ignored them in order to not cause conflict. Stop putting so much energy into your spouse where you're losing your identity Continue to take care of yourself. Continue to have your own friends and a life outside of that marriage. It's not pulling it apart. It's actually nurturing it. All right. So with that, thank you so much for sticking with me on the series, The Fives. I hope you enjoyed it. And so to go back and to recap quickly, today we discussed tit for tat. Stop doing that. (laughs) I just tickle myself. Blame game. Take accountability. No one likes someone who has made a mistake and cannot apologize. Apologize quick. Apologize often so that you guys can keep it moving. All right. Stop using sex as a weapon. It's natural. We need it. Give it to your spouse so that they continue to come to your bed in your bed only what are you lying for that's childish games y'all good and grown act like it go out with your girlfriend he gonna be there when you get back and if he ain't now remember these are toxic relationship behaviors so if he ain't there when you get back from kicking it with your girlfriend you got a problem all right until next time take care of each other